0: For joining us for another episode of the Random Banter podcast. Duff, uh, here we are, beers and whiskeys and cigars.
1: (laughs) We kicked it off earlier today.
0: (laughs) Circling the table. (laughs) A little bit of everything. There's a lot going on with the podcast. Um, We we mentioned before we got the studio in the works over here. Um, We're going to continue to be outside at your house, which I like. Give us a place to smoke cigars when we can't hear.
1: Which we're doing right now at your house. Maybe the last time, at least for a little while.
0: And even though the whole point is I hate setting up and all that. But on really nice days like today, we might have to.
1: We could still try to convince Megan to allow us to smoke cigars in your...
0: So they sell a rabbit air system (laughs) that you put inside. I didn't think this was even an option. I was just joking. No, it is. (laughs) I I through it. the thought of it, of us smoking a cigar in the house, Megan's like, absolutely not. So and, and I get it. I understand.
1: My favorite part of this is her exercise bike is right next to where we would be smoking cigars. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. you can see that. She'd be sucking that air <laughs>
0: in the morning. No, So there's a rabbit air system which basically filtrates the air and, and cleans the air. And it supposedly filters every ounce of air in the room every five minutes. And it takes out, like, if there's cigar smoke or, or anything like that. The problem would be you'd have to, underneath the door you have to put weather stripping so it doesn't go under the door and get that out into the easy, rest of the no, house. sounds easy enough. That's an easy fix. There is. The the thing that's not an easy fix is there's an air marriage. conditioning intake in oh, okay. the room. it. Gotcha. So if you suck this up into the air, it's going to get pumped out. Granted, yeah, it'll go through the filters and all that, but it would get pumped out in the rest of the house.
1: Okay. TBD.
0: <laughs> TBD. <laughs> Probably not going to happen. I don't see Megan allowing that to happen, but... We'll
1: see. Yeah, we're working. <clears throat> new studio, new rules, yeah, new options. Exactly,
0: and one of those options is going to be we, we're going to do a video podcast. I know we talked about this last season, and it never happened, but this year, at least by January first, I want to have the uh, a video version of the podcast available on YouTube. So, so all um, this
1: Botox work that I'm doing is going <laughs> to go to use.
0: Whatever you're doing, <laughs> just a little bit more. You're almost there. You know um put see if you can get more hair on your face to hide it i'm just kidding just
1: just just pull the eyebrows other way i'm just jealous because i can't grow any hair on my face so you know if we ever need to rename the podcast (laughs) hairy and hairless (laughs) uh good thing we kicked off with whiskey so yeah yeah, welcome everybody welcome to the show
0: uh speaking of whiskey one thing we'll do once we have the YouTube channel up and running. Duff and I like a lot of whiskey. I'm more of a bourbon guy, personally. You're kind of open. You like I know you like scotches, Irish whiskeys, and bourbon, obviously. Um, I'm a big bourbon guy, not so much rye. I like the sweetness of bourbons, and I think that's kind of what draws me to them. But, um, so we're going to do some reviews, and what I think would be fun to do... Is, and these won't be on the podcast. These will be kind of separate on our YouTube channel. It's just little four or five minute clips to kind of get more content out there to help get the show out there a little bit more. But doing like blind reviews where, you know, we have a bunch between you and I, we, I don't know, we'll probably have 30 bottles, you know, and that'll give us. You have 25, I have five. Yeah, and three. you have five. <laughs> Even. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when I'm at your house, Joanna can pour us a couple pours that we won't know what we're trying. At the time, when we're here, Megan can pour us a couple of pours. We will not know what we're trying. If we have guests on, you know that we record a podcast with, with, and they want to partake. If they like bourbon, well, great. You know they can partake as well.
1: I just we just told the listeners that we have wives that will just pour us whiskey and bring it to us. So we actually married up. I, I think in that in that portion. Oh yeah. Or I mean, in a lot in of portions. Portion. Sorry, in every portion that in that, every that portion. came out wrong. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Don't get us in trouble, man. <laughs> You know, neither of them are here today. This is this is a ran, uh, weird rando. This is r- rando. That we record a podcast, and neither Joanna nor Megan are
1: around. You know what else is rando right now? We're watching the Patriots live, and they're winning. So that's pretty rando for a 2023 year. Yeah.
0: Well, let's get to that in a little while. Yeah, well, because we don't talk much a, put sports. Put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. We don't talk much sports on, on this show. But I think today would be a good time to discuss... What the hell's going on with the Patriots? And then the reaction to it. Like, are we spoiled? You know, we'll get into all that. But continuing on with with the podcast changes, the YouTube channel, we're going to do, you know, like most podcasts do. You know, you guys know uh, .com's and Hot Moms, Tony and May's podcast. They were on a a few weeks ago. And they put out some cool clips Mm -hmm. to kind of give you a taste of what their podcast was about. Um, I think we're gonna in addition to having the full podcast on there on our YouTube channel, we're gonna also put in some clips of, you know, some entertaining portions. So we'll have that. We'll have the whiskey reviews. Um, you know, Duff and I can do a cigar review here and there. I don't I don't know, it
1: wouldn't be inside. <laughs> Maybe it will actually, be actually that could be entertaining. You do it inside. And, and see, then have see what the reaction re- reaction, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't that wouldn't, I'm joking. That I'm wouldn't just... end well. I'm a bad influence, as we figured out uh, <laughs> throughout this podcast.
0: Uh, I mean, we both can be bad. Um, <laughs> you're at least trying to do the right thing, usually. So I push the edges. But yeah. yeah. And as we record today, the reason Megan's not here is because her and Emma are at the Bucks in Atlanta Falcons game.
1: A beautiful day in Tampa to be at a football game. Too. Oh, yeah.
0: It's 85, so it's it's on the warm side, but... We have like New England humidity right now, so a cold front came through. I don't know the dew points, and if it's in the fifties, it's beautiful, <laughs> and that's where it is here. Normally, dew points are in the seventies, which is like a sauna.
1: We were having a couple it actually, weeks ago. Yeah, 80s. oh no, it feels good. Like even though when you look at the like, hey, cold front came through, it's mid eighties for a temperature. It doesn't feel like mid eighties, so it's <laughs> yeah. nice.
0: Cold front means different things, but it might not bring cold air, but it'll bring better. Quality air.
1: Better quality air as we're sucking down cigars. <laughs> uh, less humid air? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're not, I guess we don't care about the quality of the air. So I, I don't inhale. Either do oh, you.
1: I've been screwing up the whole time.
0: <laughs> I've had a couple of friends who tell me, oh, you know, the first time I tried cigars, man, I threw up and I'm like, did you inhale? Like, yeah. You don't. <laughs> you don't inhale. Rookie. Keep that in mind, you rookies. <laughs>
1: You went to a Hardy concert uh yes Friday Friday night Friday night yes uh Hardy actually is making his way around Florida right now so Thursday night he was in St Augustine the site of the infamous Duff hunting pub crawl <laughs> Duff hunting pub crawl yep so yeah he played uh played St Augustine on Thursday night then he played um the show that I went to I and mean, my wife went to actually she she's a bigger fan than I am which is crazy to think. She she had a blast. So we went down to uh, Fort Myers. There's a hockey team that plays down there called the Florida Everblades right next to Florida Gulf Coast University. What league? I think they're like almost like the AA version of the NHL. Uh, so okay.
0: so like the Ice Cats.
1: Yes. See, uh maybe even below that. Okay. So <laughs> but uh yeah, no a re- uh, there was an arena down there, probably 4,000 people or something like that. Great show. Uh, Lainey Wilson, who is getting huge. Yeah. Um, she actually was the second um, in line there. Dylan Marlowe opened. Uh, and I don't think Lainey Wilson's going to be opening for anybody else. I mean, she's, she's pretty much a headliner now. So it was kind of a, a treat to see both of them.
0: She opened for um, Luke Combs Yeah, at Raymond James here. Uh, it was a July-ish. Yeah. And one of my buddies went to the show, and he told me while she was on, downpour. Oh really? And oh, like yeah. a champ, she just powered through. Oh, she, yep. Kept going. It didn't stop. Like I always think the electronics of that. Like what the hell would happen? But
1: I think they're all they're all covered. I think in, enough to not worry about that. At least you hope, unless it's really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we were we were inside, so we were saved. Yeah,
0: you don't um, have to worry about downpours.
1: But no, it was, it was a great show. Uh, he's actually playing at country. Sorry, he played at Country Thunder recording this on a Sunday, so it was uh, Saturday. So that was right. in Kissimmee. All
0: right.
1: Uh, so he was the headliner of the Saturday show for that. So he, I don't know how you do it three nights in a row. Actually, it was funny. Joanna, like, looked at me. She, she was, you know, yelling, screaming, singing the whole time. And she's, like, <laughs> halfway through the show, I, I'm just winded. <laughs> I lost, I lost my voice after. Yeah, that's what we were thinking. Mm. Like, how does he do his three nights in a row when after three songs, like, I mean, our voices were gone. Yeah,
0: Well, I mean, Taylor Swift just did basically three shows in every city that she went to, I think. And she was doing
1: three-hour shows, right? Three-hour shows. So it was like nine
0: hours in three days. Then she would take a day or two off and then go to the next city.
1: Yeah. And and when she came through here,
0: it was 95 and 100% humidity. So it's not like it was a nice, cool night. So I don't even know. Yeah, that's I don't off. know how they do it. I mean, that's sh- off to the Swifties and Taylor Swift because <laughs> she was a she was a beast from what I hear. Megan and Emma and, and May and, and a couple of others went with them.
1: Yeah, but it's some endurance to to actually do that, but I'll also sit through it too. Yeah, <laughs> I have a it, tough time sitting through,
0: especially if you have seats that are, you don't have, oh, like seats. You have tickets that don't come with seats. Wait, what? You have tickets that don't come with seats. So like the Luke Combs tickets, some of the ones I bought were up by the stage, but there is no chairs. It's just like general admissions oh, yeah. standard. Okay. Yeah, so you got to power through. I don't think Taylor Swift had any of those. I think they all had a chair because of the length of the show.
1: But yeah, I mean we've been to those. I don't know if you've been to festivals. I've been to some of those that have. Yeah, we went bands to, to start less than Jake twice. Oh yeah, yeah. But we we also left the, <laughs> we left the venue. Uh, not during less than J. <laughs> no, no, no. But yes. yeah, but yeah, it was an all day thing. So,
0: and yeah, we're on our feet, drinking, sun, Florida heat, <laughs> then yep. music.
1: Yeah. Huh, so. But yeah, all the power to him. I mean, uh, to 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 play through that. I mean, uh, that's. I think he was on for about an hour and a half, maybe two hours or so. Probably an hour and a half, and then Laney Wilson was forty-five minutes. So it wasn't it wasn't a crazy long show,
0: right? At Less Than Jake, one of those, somebody may have peed on a tree at a Berkshire Hathaway <laughs>
1: uh, establishment. So should, should I tell this story? <laughs> you tell whatever you'd like. Yeah. So yeah, was that, was it the Sarasota Fairgrounds, right? Yeah, I shouldn't even mention that, yeah.
0: But yes, I'm about to, I'm about to book uh, comedy shows with that.
1: Gotcha. So yeah, uh, what was it? All right, so we, we stay for the the beer fest, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we we left to Calusa because the beer fest kind of like fizzled out a little bit. Yeah.
0: So the second year only had, so it was pros versus Joe's the first year. So there yeah. were a lot of professional breweries, a lot of beer left. The second year, it was pros. It was just Joe's. So it was just homebrewers. Yeah. And then wasn't do even you know J Dubs.
1: Yeah. It was J Dubs. But do you know why it was only homebrewers? No. Because it was the same weekend as the Tampa Bay Brewers Guild. So, uh, which we went to that the them, year after. Yeah, that was, was really awesome. That was right before COVID. Yeah, that was yeah. That was literally the second before COVID broke.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so, yeah, it end, ended up being the same week. So, J Dubs probably lost all of their brewery people that were coming. Right. And then all of the homebrewers got pretty much tapped out by 2 p.m. So, we right. decided to call an Audible mm. and go to Calusa.
0: Yeah. Hey, can we get back in if we leave? Sure, go ahead.
1: <laughs> yep. And uh, Calusa at the time had a triple IPA. Was that the Mindburst? Uh... Mm. Yes. <laughs> so, Megan's uh, favorite, by the way. Oh. I, I wish... It is her favorite, but I don't know if it's her favorite when you're drinking it.
0: No, not when I'm <laughs> drinking it. When she's drinking it. So. I think she likes Mindburst better than the Treehouse beers. Yep. Yeah.
1: So Mindburst was a great beer, but we were all ordering tasters, and Larry was ordering the, <laughs> the full pour.
0: Pints, yeah.
1: Uh, so a triple IPA, 10%, give or take. Went back to see Less Than Jake. As we're waiting for our Uber, Larry had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and we've just we watched Larry walk towards a tree, and then we hear a sound. Wait, who? And we don't see Larry anymore. <laughs> I'm going to bleep out the Larrys.
0: Beep. <laughs>
1: So, uh, yeah, Larry took a nice spill. i sorry. Allegedly, somebody took a spill near a tree.
0: Somebody had his member in his hand trying to
1: pee, and he fell down. (laughs) Uh, We got home that night. That was fun.
0: Yeah, Uber. Thank you to our Uber driver, who I do not know. (laughs) We've had some interesting events. Honestly, though, like those, as much as (laughs) there was also, was it the same year, I think, I basically was telling all the J-Dub employees that, they make a terrible IPA.
1: I think that was the year before. So was you, it the year before? You put on a show at their shows. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I, they got to expect when you have people that have drank too much. <laughs> I mean, what do you do at a festival that serves only beer and it's all you can drink?
1: Well, I think that was the issue is the uh, the first year they had the pros versus Joe. So they had 50 homebrewers, 50 breweries, just to keep it simple. Right. And then at a certain time, it just went to their beer. Mm.
0: That's all evening,
1: and then Larry was not happy with the selection of IPAs, so he definitely let J Dubs and the whole festival know. He actually, if he could have, he would have got on stage and grabbed the mic and told everybody, told everyone, <laughs> "Don't drink." Was called Up Top or something? <laughs> so.
0: We should be careful. It's still available. Like you can still actually, they still make it and sell it in grocery stores. I believe the tap room is closed down. Yep. I think they're only like
1: direct to consumer now through grocery stores. And their style wasn't bad. I I remember the one it was like the milk something style. Yeah, the cows on their cans. Yeah,
0: that was okay. Um, I mean, honestly, I wasn't. They had a. a We're not trying to make
1: enemies. 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 I don't like (laughs) (laughs) enemies. Enemies. They They had a pale ale that was. Excuse me. Helicopter
0: flying Mm, over. We are in a time of war. So. not funny but <laughs> they they made a pale ale that was better than their IPAs. So, there's that. That was also at a time where like I was in my I only want uh, hazy IPAs basically.
1: <laughs> you could be very opinionated about your hazies.
0: I can. I can. <laughs> and if you make one and it sucks,
1: you're going to let. What are out? you
0: doing? Especially when you're a, like so I get homebrewers, I would never give a homebrewer as much crap as I would give like a professional brewery. If you're trying to make a hazy, and it, a hazy IPA is supposed to be a certain thing. And, and if you make one that is, you know, bitter and like not floral and not like, a, like fruit forward and that sort of thing, you're just making an unfiltered beer and trying to capitalize on a popular trend. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Don't get me wrong. I understand the money grab, but it's not going to be a money grab if it sucks. So that crowd is going to lose respect for you quickly if you're just trying to make a money grab.
1: Okay, Well, this was 5 years ago, so Larry, Larry doesn't forget. I don't forget, <laughs> but they also went out of business, so
0: <laughs> they still say, they still put their uh mad cow disease uh stout
1: uh in grocery stores though. So they're not out of business. Could be the first episode we start making enemies, but
0: I'm looking for sponsors. J-Dubs, <laughs> yeah, just keep us in mind. <laughs> when you roll out a good uh,
1: hazy, let us know. Yeah, yeah,
0: please do let us know. Now, on the other hand, I have a comedy business on the side, and, you know, Andy <laughs> Dupley, Rob McCrell, our business partners, we're also business partners with Pat Donovan from uh, WDAE, and he partnered with, uh, what's that big brewery in off of I-4? Is that Brew Hub? Brew Hub. Yeah. He partnered with Brew Hub, and they made Goon Squad IPA. Wow. And it's a ten percenter. It's a it's a heavy one, but it's a it's damn
1: good, man. It's yes, like that'll get you in trouble. But it, yeah, I did. That was a, that's a good beer. That
0: is like honey. It's a it's that's Winnie the Pooh. If Winnie the Pooh was an alcoholic, <laughs> that is a honey IPA. And there's
1: no honey in it. It's all in the hops. They do a great job. It's it's awesome. But that could be yeah. a good can art. Like you know how what, Winnie the Pooh used to get stuck in the honey pot, right? Yeah. What if he gets stuck in a keg? That'd be a good candy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write that down. <laughs> yeah.
0: Although their can, if you look at their can, it already looks like a honeypot overflow. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of took that, but they just, probably if you use Winnie the Pooh, there might be yeah. some licensing
1: issues. You sure. I don't know. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> very strong opinions this episode. I'm sorry. This bonkers. is what happens when we kick off a bourbon. Yeah.
0: We're actually watching the Patriots play the Bills. Is this, you know, this is coming out Tuesday, so. We're watching the Patriots play the Bills. They're winning in the third quarter, surprised as hell. But so the common theme this year is Patriots fans just destroying the Patriots, getting sick and tired of the losing, and kind of my question to you, Duff: Are were we spoiled? I mean, the answer is yes, <laughs> but are we overreacting? Because every team
1: goes through these stretches. No, you're not wrong. I mean. I don't know about a stretch this bad. I mean, but I mean, there is a fall from grace, like big time. So, do you think? I mean, again, we don't talk too much sports, and I don't know the I don't know the X's and O's at all. But it almost seems like last year, Belichick tried to be too smart when he hired the coordinators he did, and to me, that kind of just. Like who is it? Joe Judge and Matt Patricia calling plays on the offense. Is that right? Yeah. It Neither was, one of them. One, a, a
0: special teamer and a defensive coordinator yes. calling your offensive plays.
1: For a was it was Mac Jones' second or third year? I can't remember. Second year. Last second year. year. So that is a crazy time. I mean, you call it the sophomore slump in a lot of places, right? You do. So an important time in a quarterback's career, and you pull this curveball on him. Right. Right. Now you lost McDaniel's, right? So. Mm-hmm. McDaniels leaves for the Raiders, so you got to fill that void.
0: And, and now, putting that into perspective, his first year in the league was under Josh McDaniels. The team was above 500. They made the playoffs.
1: He looked pretty good.
0: He looked all right. Yeah, it was like okay, they can work with this. He needs for some rookie proof. quarterback. Yeah, he can. He can manage the game. He's not going to turn the ball over a lot. Then you come into last year. It seems like all they did was turn the ball over. But again, you don't have any offensive minds on the team. Like, Belichick is a defensive-minded coach, and he's like, you know what? My other defensive-minded coach that I just brought back from failing in Detroit, he can call the plays on offense. Terrible idea. (laughs) Joe Judge also was on offense. He's been a career special teams guy. He was hired off of special teams coordinator into head coach of the New York Giants. That was a miserable failure. What made them think that he was going to come back here to New England and be successful on offense?
1: Do you, it makes no sense. And I got to the point sometimes with Belichick, like it was almost like he's trying to outsmart everybody, it, almost including himself.
0: It's exactly what I was going to say. He outsmarted himself. Like he's year. like,
1: oh no, they're going to think I'm going to do this, so I got to do this, and then I got to do. This. I mean, but you could see it all over the board. I mean. Look at the Seahawks Super Bowl with Pete Carroll. He was trying to outsmart him without running the ball on that one-yard line, right? He outsmarted himself. Exactly. So I kind of always said that with Belichick. It's almost like he's overthinking things at times. Right. Or he maybe thinks he's, you know, that much better than everybody else. So whatever move he makes, you know, he can kind of cover for with all his other decisions. And, I mean, he's had some bad misses in the draft. He's had some bad misses. He's also had a lot of great coaches around him. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think he's created them, or do you think he- They've come up through them, his system. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: so they've had a culture of bringing up great coaches within their system. The thing is, when all of those coaches leave his system, can you name any that were coaches under Belichick? I went on to be a head coach and we're successful somewhere.
1: I think they're just coordinators. You got to stick to your lane, it seems.
0: Yeah. Uh, Josh McDaniels failed in Detroit and he is. Denver or Detroit? Sorry. uh, Excuse me, Denver. Failed in Denver. Sorry. Um, It was Matt Patricia that failed in Detroit. And now he is with the Raiders and I'm not going to call him a success. They were below 500. Did they make the playoffs last year? I think they were below 500, right?
1: Probably should have checked that before, but I. They uh so no, it wasn't him. It was when, when um when Gruden got fired, the guy that replaced him made the playoffs, and they didn't retain him. And then McDaniel's McDaniel's was hired, and they didn't make the playoffs. That's my that's my history on that. I think.
0: Yeah, Josh McDaniel went six and eleven last year with the
1: Raiders. And After they made the playoffs,
0: yeah, and is now three and three. Beating the Patriots at this point. So uh, who knows what happens today. But so, a point is, none of his coordinators end up, you know, going out on their own and doing Charlie Weiss, Romeo
1: Cornell. I mean, you can go all the way back to them. Great
0: coordinators within their system. Yep. Uh, Eric Mangini, you know, starter of Spygate, you son of a bitch.
1: Well, Bill O'Brien, right? He's back.
0: Now, Bill O'Brien, I mean, he had a good, a decent season or two with the Texans. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's back. And, honestly, that was the Patriots going back to, okay, we we can't just uh, manifest an offense with no offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So let's bring back, took him from Alabama. And... Uh, I did like – I'll say this. Last week they were like, we're going to run different plays. We're going to start over. We're going to do different things. And I did like how they, that looked, the attempts. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't execute. And I think that comes down to your quarterback who maybe had a chance if he had a, you know, some longevity of a good offensive coordinator, if he had McDaniels back last year and could grow. But it's like you had Josh McDaniel as your offensive coordinator. He did well. Now you put him into an entirely different scheme with an entirely different coach that we've already mentioned is not a good offensive mind. And they were like, there were there were things coming out of the Patriots locker room saying that they were trying to figure it out on the fly. Yeah, like there wasn't an offense there. Like, what do we do in this situation? Well, we'll figure it out when it comes up. Like you can't win football yeah. games that way. And now you have a totally different offensive coordinator and now Mac Jones in his third year is learning his third offense. Yeah. So you're not giving the guy And a now chance. he doesn't
1: even have an offensive line either. I so also think a...
0: he's so fucked in the head at this point that yeah. he he's lost his confidence. That swagger when they drafted him and he came walking out like he was G- macho got man. His cigar, macho yeah. man Randy <laughs> yeah. Savage. Coming come out and I'm the best thing that ever this team that ever well, I can't say that cuz Tom Brady was there. <laughs> Um, but I mean he had a he came out with a cocky walk saying, You know i'm your guy, and I don't think he feels that way anymore. I think he's lost his confidence yeah. um coming into last week had six toner, turnovers in three game or two games he turned the ball over twice last week, I believe in the first half, so
1: benched right, yeah two games in a row,
0: benched those two games with the three turnovers each uh, what are you going to do with that guy now so how do you save him? What, what or do, you, do you
1: move on? What do you think? Um from their weapons standpoint, okay, they spent a lot of money on receivers lately. Have they been complete misses? Have they been just not the right pieces for the offense? I mean, Devontae Parker was great with the Dolphins. not great, sorry, great, but he was he was a solid player for the Dolphins. I still think Kendrick Bourne's the best receiver on their team. He is. Right now. They seem to hit on these undrafted receivers, but they can't Douglas. hit on the ones they draft. <laughs> right. Like, so right uh, now, their
0: two best receivers are Douglas and Bourne. Yep. Douglas fumbled against was the Cowboys. Yeah, that was early in the he season. He didn't see yep. the field again. Yep. And all of a sudden, he's in the doghouse. Yep. So Belichick is so hard on these young guys. But the young guys, they got to they gotta learn from their mistakes. You got to put them back yep. out there. And they're the ones that are making
1: plays for you. Yep.
0: So... You can't just, this motherfucker,
1: (laughs) two tackles. This is the problem of watching live. (sighs) Hey, hey, you know what? Aside from the injury, like, Gonzalez was a solid pick at corner. Got to give him that.
0: No, Belichick's done that. Uh, He He can draft a defense. You know, he Duggar, like, they have Barrymore. They draft defensive players really well. Um, and the free agent
1: yeah. signing at Judon's been great, but the worst yeah. part is, is he's probably he's probably near the peak of his career, and yeah, he's, this he's, isn't really a, yeah. a team you're going to go too far with, I don't think.
0: Exactly, and and the problem you have is you don't have, you can't draft on offense, and I mean, since Dante Scarnecchia retired, their O line has been a mess. They and, and even when Scarnecchia retired the first time a few years back. Yeah. They were a mess. He came back, yep. fixed it. They won a Super Bowl and then left again, and now they've been a mess since. You need the way the Patriots play offense, a lot of runs, a lot of screens, mm-hmm. um, play action pass. You need an offensive line that's going to hold up, Sure, and they have not had that. Sure, they've had an injury here or there. They missed on that kid win a few years ago.
1: <laughs> I kind of laugh. like If you talk to other fans of other teams... Could you name your offensive line coach? No. And that, uh, that to me is like, and I'm not even crazy into football, but I could name the coach, the offensive line coach that, that got us those victories. Sure. Because he was the man and because he's the one who knew all the schemes and how it worked. But, yeah, that, that's how crazy it, crazy important the offensive line was. And it is to every team, but, I mean, Skarnecchia was that guy in New England.
0: And they also had Ernie Adams, who was kind of like their their witch doctor behind the scenes, who would draw up plays that the other team would likely run. He, he would – so if you ever watch that three games to glory and the do your job and all that shit, three games to glory is the Red Sox. Throw that out. <laughs> the do your jobs were the Patriots. Ernie Adams would show behind the scenes, look, this is what based on our offense – in our defense, these are things you're going to see from the other team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like they did the Malcolm Butler interception against the Seahawks, they practiced that exact play. Seattle hadn't run it, but they thought based on how the Patriots cover that that was coming.
1: Yep, so you have a guy like always that be prepared
0: that can have you that prepared. And Belichick relied heavily on him for yep. that, and he retired, and all of a sudden, you know, they don't look as good now. Granted. It's been a turnover of players, you know the old guard kind of moved on, mm-hmm. retired, you know the high towers and spikes and and that whole group and now it's it's a different team, and they haven't come up in that patriot way that all that um, so you got to give them time, but the offense has been so bad and even now that the defense has looked pretty good they've been put in a lot of bad positions. Uh, I still think the Patriots are probably – they're easily top half. They might be top ten in the NFL. Mm -hmm. This year, this team, maybe prior to the Judon and and Gonzalez uh, injuries, but they were easily a top ten defense with a bottom five offense. (laughs) Yes,
1: it is bad. So that's the problem. You had mentioned something that the Patriot way, and um, I think that's – that's probably a little bit of a segue to what we talked about a little bit to move on to the next topic. But the Patriot Way, you have a pretty much a hard ass coach, right? You said, yeah, you yeah. make one fumble, you're benched. So, from your standpoint, if you're a—that's like, the whole thing. Are you a player's coach or you're like the hard ass, right? And we—you hear the differences between the two, mm-hmm. and you also hear a lot of the the Patriots who left. And talk shit about the Patriots, saying, "Hey, you know, Belichick's an asshole." You know, like, it, it, granted, like, I don't, I don't really, I, I take all that with a grain of salt. As many of those guys
0: as there are, there's also guys that swear by Belichick and think, "Hey, that's Butler the type of guy back. you need." Butler
1: yeah. got benched in the Super Bowl when he came back, right. so that's something to say about it. I don't know if he's just looking for another paycheck, but I mean, he had a good last year or so when he, after he came back to the Patriots, mm-hmm. after he collected his big check, right. But yeah, you just wonder is is the does the message get tired, like it, and it's winning cures a lot too. But it does. So the message
0: will get tired if you don't have guys in the locker room, like leaders that have big guys, the the best players on the team, the captains that are preaching that message. Yeah.
1: I did like. All right, so I, I was a little more optimistic after the kind of the rough start. When Judon says, "Hey, listen," and Judon, hey, best player, probably best defensive player, goes, "Absolutely, we are not a bad team. Right? We are just not playing the way we should." Now, granted, that was a few losses ago, a few bad losses ago, but um, that, that, that at least gave me some optimism for the the rest of the year. But just kind of wonder where. you... He- well,
0: you have the optimism until he gets hurt, Gonzalez yeah. gets hurt. You know, they make the trade to bring back J.C. Jackson, but he wasn't playing all that well. In San Diego no, no. In the, or um, LA, yeah, whatever it is, uh, the Chargers. Still call it
1: San Diego. Right. I don't care.
0: He wasn't playing all that well there, so you you bring him back and kind of reacclimate him to your scheme, your defense. So, and next year, I, I believe he's signed through next year. So you're going to have him in Gonzalez. So that's that's a positive. Yeah. You're going to have Judon back. I don't think he's done. No. You know, maybe maybe he's hitting the peak of his career, like you said, and he'll start the backside, the back nine, we'll say.
1: <laughs> but would so, you want to sign him again? And that's Like, is your offense in any position to really make a deep run, I guess, is more of the question. Or could you get <laughs> – and, again, the, the NFL is not like other sports where you have your buyers and sellers at the trade deadline that it, it, it's a not bit. as active as other sports would be.
0: A little bit. It's becoming more like that. Yeah. I've noticed. You know, um, they're already talking about that guy out of uh, what's that? I forget his name now. I shouldn't have even brought this up. But the sack leader <laughs> yeah. for the Vikings, eight sacks this year, Hunter. Um,
1: that's a great. That's a great. Is it a defensive end? Yeah, that's a great last name for it. <laughs>
0: Hunter. <laughs> it is.
1: It's quarterback Hunter.
0: But they're talking about you have a guy like that, and you might trade him at the trade deadline because you're like, well we're probably going to go into a rebuild. We're probably not going to have Kirk Cousins next year. So do we keep this guy on a losing team or do we trade him and get draft picks draft so capital, we can yeah. rebuild our team? So
1: it's kind of a weird I, and I I probably watch more hockey than football now. So that's how hockey is. Like if you're not if you don't have a Stanley Cup contending team yourself. and you're you're not going to be That's what you're trading for. You're trading for draft capital, and that's why the Bruins are in kind of a weird spot right now, is because they've traded all their draft picks for going for it every year, year in and year out. Now the draft picks probably aren't as um, crazy important because they're lower first round, but still, like they lose a lot of draft picks. That's why they don't build their farm system. So,
0: and before we, I'll sidebar and ask how the Bruins are. This year in a sec. But that's another thing that Belichick does is he doesn't want – he he took Mac Jones at 15, but normally those higher draft picks, he trades down and thinks he's going to get three or four shots yep. and value picks that you don't have to pay the guy a lot for three, four, yep. four five years versus taking one guy who if he busts is a – does he not have confidence in his ability to pick? Because you need those guys. Like you yep. need those Richard Seymours. They took him like fifth overall. Yep. Your team's built around Vince them. Wilfork was a big Vince was Wilfork's early run, another yep. one that he took early on. You need those
1: guys. Yep. You need the studs. Yeah,
0: you can't just build a team completely of you know, lucked mid yeah, second yeah. early third round picks where he seems to always trade to. Um, this coming year, right now, if the draft, I think believe if the they were like the fourth pick or fifth pick.
1: Yeah, I think I saw fifth if or the six. season yeah, ended yeah, today.
0: Yeah. So you're in line for there's. Top three, three good quarterbacks coming out this year. So there's the kid from uh, uh, South Carolina. Yep. There's the kid
1: from USC. Yeah. Um, Is it South Carolina, or North Carolina? Sorry, May. North Carolina. Okay. Targets. I just want to make sure. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I don't follow. Like, yeah, I don't follow college yeah, sports too much, but I know Drake, Caleb Williams Drake and then May Caleb yep.
0: Williams. And there's a couple more, and then you're also going to have Marvin Harrison Jr. coming out. <sighs> Patriots looks... can't draft wide receivers. <laughs> if he's available, <laughs> and draft you're him. at four or five. Him. Draft him. Yes, and don't treat him like you treat rookies. Yeah, treat him like you would treat Randy Moss. He is okay? a gamer. Let him, let him come in and learn and dominate.
1: I read somewhere where he played most of last season with an ankle sprain. Like he just played the whole season and he was still top ten in, in the uh, yeah. country. You know, it's like
0: yeah. you you let that guy do his thing. Yeah, don't treat him like a rookie. Don't. Uh, he fumbled. He's not going to see the field for eight weeks. Don't. Him. Don't give him that treatment. And I think that's part of the problem. Like, the Patriots treat rookies like rookies, no matter how good they are. And some of them lose confidence. You know, they get put behind guys that they're better than, and maybe something creeps into their mind that maybe I'm not better than this guy.
1: So. But like you said, been spoiled, right?
0: And that's the question. Like, how are, is, are we being too hard on them?
1: So, I think is this is this a good segue to go through the last twenty something years? <laughs> like, my th- my thought is that maybe mix it up. All right, we've talked about the Patriots. We had let me ask you this first. We had Justin Russell on the podcast, like our th-
0: <laughs> second or third podcast ever, and he basically told us the Patriots were all about Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick rode his coattails, and-, and it really had nothing to do with Belichick. Which I completely disagree with. Bill Belichick built the defense out of nobodies, and the defense was great. Which, all the years the defense is great, the Patriots win Super Bowls. Because, because they had Tom Brady. I think you need them both in that era. But now, does this diminish how you feel about Belichick? Do you still consider him one of the best coaches of all time?
1: I I mean, I think you have to. You have to consider him one of the best of all time, but yeah, he, the last few years. Four of,
0: years ago, did you consider him the best coach of all time?
1: Probably, yeah, easy. You easy, yeah. And, about, and now him?
0: you're like, I don't know, or do you consider him? Probably still mean, top five,
1: but okay. What do you think, <sighs> Bill Belichick, the
0: coach? I still think can put up, can scheme better than anyone. I think he's smarter than most coaches. You know, I do think there are other minds in the NFL that can compete with him um, and and may have better talent than him. I think GM Bill Belichick right now is your problem. So would Belichick stay on a team where he's not picking the players? I, I can't doubt see it. it. Yeah. Because he likes his type of guys, especially at his age. I saw an interview with him where he's like, you know, I don't. I'm at my age. I don't want to deal with guys that I don't want to deal with. So you're not going to have. You're, yeah. you're eliminating certain guys that might be game changers, but they're a little harder to coach. <laughs> somebody,
1: somebody's going to answer a pre-draft a, uh, question wrong, and he's going to yeah. write him off.
0: Right, I and mean, he's somebody that you should have taken. Yeah, and you see that. All, like he took Kyle Duggar in the first round a, a few years back, and people were like, gave him a third round grade. Yep. So it's like. But
1: it, honestly, a year in though, like I didn't, I didn't notice like, Duggar a lot the first year. But after that, he he, and he's one of the best. He's probably the best tackler in their secondary. Like, yeah. he's crazy. Like, and Devin McCordy's another one. I believe he was
0: a a first round pick. That people were like, what yeah, out of Rutgers? Yeah, and people were like, why are they picking him now? Yeah, and he's another guy that had you know third fourth round grades. They took him in the first round, uh, and he paid off. You know, he's borderline hall of famer, but see, I guess you can't say he's wrong with that one, but that's just what he does. You grab a guy. You probably could have grabbed the next round or a pick or two later. You just get him early. I don't know.
1: You probably listen to a little more sports radio than I do, but do you still listen to any of the Boston sports radio at all? Or do do you get the sentiment that, that Belichick's becoming more of like, all right, dude, you've, Pasture Prime.
0: I don't physically listen to the radio, any the, the Boston sports stations anymore. A lot of the guys that I used to like and listen to are, are gone. Um, I do read some of the articles, Tommy Curran and, and guys like that. You have your ones up there that are just like your Dan Shaughnessy's and your um, Greg Bedard or whatever the fuck his name is that just <laughs> shit on the Patriots. They shit on the Patriots when they were winning Super Bowls. Yeah. They, and, and now, they just need something to write about. Yeah, it's it's just, amplified. Yeah, now. yeah, it's just. So I try to avoid that type of stuff. But the stuff that's, you know, like Tommy Curran, I always consider him like he he wants to write good things about them, but he writes kind of honestly where they're at.
1: It's not clickbait. It's more realist. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I read the articles, I'll say. I don't listen to the sports radio there. but And and the sentiment really seems like this is probably Belichick's last year in their minds. Wow. Um. There's been articles out now that are saying Kraft has already had conversations about moving on from Belichick. And, like, these are the headlines. And I don't know how much Belichick claims he doesn't look in any of that stuff, but you know he does. Of course. He's a guy that very much – honestly, I think he is – the only reason he's still coaching is because I honestly think he wants to break Don Shula's Mm -hmm. record. But in breaking Don Shula's record, he's also going to break the most losses record. And for a guy to get the most losses, you have to stick around for a lot mm-hmm. a long time and win a lot of games. Okay? Cuz I, I don't know who has the current record now, but I bet you it's he's above 500. Cuz you're not going to have a guy who coaches for umpteen years, loses 100 and whatever it is, 50 games and they they just let him stick around to lose. I bet you that guy wins a lot. You know, it's like the guy who has, the, like, Peyton Manning was teetering with most interceptions. Well, you know why? Because he threw an awful lot more touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Coaches like that, they win, do more good, way more good than they do bad.
1: So, you know, the coach with the most losses, legendary Cowboys coach Landry? Tom Landry. Yeah. Okay.
0: What's his record? Does it say? Probably not.
1: Jeff Fisher has a lot too. I'm not seeing the records right off the bat. Probably should have did some more prep on this. But yeah, uh, Jeff
0: Fisher, I would guess. Um, but he
1: doesn't have as much of the, the wins or the, the who Super was, Bowls. I would
0: guess Mike Martz would be on that list. Google top like top ten losses, and you know by coaches. I'd be curious to know like who, who are who's in that top ten, and I bet you they're all. Names you know that have been around the league a long time. Hell, Andy Reid might be on that list. And everybody's talking about him. Well, forget about Bill Belichick. Look at Andy Reid as the greatest coach of all time. I don't think so. Andy Reid, he got to some Super Bowls with Donovan McNabb. That has to be said. But he's winning so much now because he has Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, so Don Shula right now. Career wins 328. Okay, Belichick's at 299. Career losses, 156. Belichick just passed him at 157. Andy Reid, 252 for career wins, 139. Tom Landry. 139. Yeah, so Tom, he, they're, they're close. Yeah, Tom Landry has 162 losses. Uh, maybe I'm looking at regular season versus postseason, so that's probably why the numbers are a little off. Yeah, because Belichick has more than 299 overall. Yeah. So, Those yeah. are regular seasons. But yeah, Marty Schottenheimer, Chuck Knoll, Dan Reeves, Chuck Knox. I mean, all, so Jeff, everybody Jeff on Fisher's that list, there. yeah.
0: Besides Jeff Fisher, everybody on that list has won a ton of games. I bet Jeff Fisher might be the only one under five hundred.
1: Yeah, and he may be with the postseason. Yes, he's one seventy three and one sixty five. Parcells has one hundred and thirty losses, one seventy two wins. So, so yeah, yeah they let Parcells stick
0: around a long time with the Cowboy after he left the Patriots. The Jets got good, but he lost a little bit with the Jets. The Cowboys, he wasn't great with. You know, he probably yeah. should have hung it up after the the Jets. He didn't go anywhere else, right? That was just the yeah, Cowboys. I think he went to,
1: to being the the announcer or the Countdown or something like that. Yeah, right. So
0: to win a lot of games, to lose a lot of games in this league, you need to win a lot of games to have the yeah, opportunity. You won't stick around long
1: enough to do that. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So throw that out. The people that oh, greatest coach of all time has lost more games than anyone else. Well, it's because he won a lot. Sure. As your boy, people want to bring up Don Shula. Well, he just passed him. Yep. Um, uh, you want to make the case? Fine. Don Shula has more wins and less losses. Fine. I'm okay. Watered down league. How many Super Bowls? <laughs> Not. Yeah. Yeah. A little different. Little different game. No free agency. I do think Belichick has done it in a transitioning league because Belichick started this run in a league that was very run heavy. Very yep. run heavy. To now something that's entirely skewed towards the passing game, yep. and he won both. He won in the kind of skewed towards running the ball, and he's won in the heavy passing. Yep.
1: And Brady wasn't Brady was more of a game manager to start, and then in oh seven oh eight, like he just blew up when it came when he got Moss and Welker. People so. say, oh, because Belichick didn't give him anybody around him.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, and that's gonna. And I get the, but that that's my point with the head coach Bill Belichick. In my opinion still probably. Top three all time. GM Bill Belichick. Had some misses. <laughs> probably not top ten. Yeah. He's put together some good teams. I can't, you know, you can't deny going from five and 11 to, and again, I know the the Brady blowhards are going to be like, wow, they were 0-2 before Brady and zero <laughs> yeah. one, And they were. And they were. But. They won the Super Bowl. Then it's second year he was on the team. And all the and guys the that he was bringing fifth. in, you know, <clears throat> all the Rables, you know, those type of guys, and they won.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, you know, what, what was uh, uh, Justin's? He took over Parcells' team. Half or of Parcells. Car-
1: was it, uh, there was a carol of Parcells. <laughs>
0: half of Parcells' guys went to the Jets yeah. with Parcells. Yeah. Including Curtis Martin. You Know your best player, probably. So, I disagree with that, but so I know. Many, I know what all right, say. so
1: let's just say, hey, this year they go, let's just say 5 and 12, and that's hopeful. probably realistic. I think that's a realistic right now. So, what about if they go if they're let if there's less than 500 next year? <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, honestly, you go five and 11, 5 and twelve. You have a lot of personnel. You need to change over, turn over. Yep. Does your GM, Bill Belichick, is he? Are you confident that he can make those decisions properly? Draft the right guys, trade for the right guys, sign the right guys that get you from five and twelve back to a playoff team. Um, I don't know. That's my problem. That's my big question. Yeah, he'll,
1: he'll never like that. Anybody else, you could pull the GM from him possibly and say, "Hey, you just focus on coaching." But yeah, I don't think you can do that, with Belichick.
0: No, get a GM who Belichick has a big, uh, who has he has say with, but a GM that can be like, "Look, I'm not drafting that guy now." Yeah.
1: You got to work with him. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, or draft him. I don't you got to work with. Th- him. I don't
0: think at this stage in his career, with his pedigree, he agrees to something like yeah. that. Nah. And that that might be the problem. If you have to move on from GM, I think you have to yeah. move on from all of him.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it's so hard to know. You know, well, they are scoring up seven thirteen on on Buffalo here in the fourth quarter.
1: You know, Kendrick Bourne? I work with a
0: Bills fan, <laughs> and he 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 was like, "I'm telling you, man." It's gonna be a good game this weekend, and I was like, "I'm telling you right now, it's not. They're gonna get blowed out." (laughs) And here I am,
1: wrong again.
0: So take what I say with a grain of salt.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we never claim to be uh, sports experts. I do. I'm a sports expert. How are the Bruins looking this year? So you know what sucks is I haven't had a chance to really watch them a lot. They had they went out. They had two games, right? They won the first two. Once one against Chicago, one against Nashville, and then they went out to the West Coast. So ten thirty game starts, and I, I just had stuff going on.
0: What's could, their record right now?
1: They are four and zero. Oh. Hey,
0: that's what they did last year. They started off so. with just win, 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 tie, win, 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 win.
1: <laughs> yep. So they're playing well so far, and they had they had a ton of turnover when it comes to personnel. Jesus. So. I don't know if you know at hockey that you have four lines. Yeah. Four offensive lines. You have three defensive pairings. Well, they lost their two centers. One of them their captain, Patrice Bergeron. Mm-hmm. One of them their alternate captain, David hey, Krejci. Sorry, no,
0: or you get injured? I don't follow hockey. No, he retired.
1: That, Both of them retired. Oh, retired. Okay. Both of them signed very team friendly deals last year. Had a great year. And then they're just like they 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 Don't want to go through it again. Yeah, I don't think they want to go through that. Um so and then they also, like we were talking about before, they trade draft picks for rentals. That's what they call. So you get the rental for the half of the year, the end half of the year, for your Stanley Cup playoff run, and the Bruins got bounced in the first round, as we all know. Right. So um, they really lost a lot of firepower when it comes to their lineup. So, But so far, so good. 4-0 after two and a half weeks. They haven't played a lot of games, so they're going to probably start to ramp up a little bit. But...
0: Yeah, and sticking with the spoiled theme, the Celtics look like
1: they're Real, ready to go Eastern again. Eastern Conference
0: yep. uh, probably shoe-ins. Who did they sign? Porzingis? Got to stay, right? stay healthy. They traded for Porzingis, and they traded for Drew Holiday.
1: Okay. And they got rid of Marcus Smart's Marcus gone, Marcus
0: right? Smart's gone. He's you know probably the biggest of the bunch. They traded um, a couple of their recent draft picks that had a lot of potential, uh, Pritchard and, and, and guys like that. And so Al Horford coming off the bench. Will probably be your, your sixth man. I mean, they're 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 pretty stacked. I don't know how deep they go on the bench after Horford. They're looking pretty damn good, and they hopefully will be in the finals and hopefully win it this time because it's been a long chase for eighteen. And I don't want to see the Lakers yep. get there. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of where we're at. Growing up, I know you're a Yankees fan, but coming up, like end of high school, right after high school, it was Celtics, Red Sox were awesome, and I think now. It's it's flip flop to where the Bruins and Celtics are awesome, so the Red Sox are trash. Right? I can't. I don't think they can get a GM that wants to come here because you get all like the owners are very heavily involved. It would be like if Jerry Jones hired a GM, you know, for the yeah. Cowboys because he wa- he is the GM for those that don't know, <laughs> but he wants all of the say. Yeah. The Red Sox owners are very much involved in any decision making, and as his owner should, they're the ones that's their money. But
1: but they're also not baseball guys.
0: They're not baseball guys. They're you know horse racing, race car. They have all these other endeavors. You not give a shit if the Red Sox won the World Series. Honestly, I wouldn't have said this a few years ago, but I wouldn't care if they sold the team. To somebody who who wants to win, yeah. Because it almost seems like, yeah, we got four
1: trophies now. Whatever. Have they been around for all four?
0: Yeah, John Henry's been the owner, with his uh, Tom Warner and Larry Lucchino was heavily involved. He's not anymore, but other than that, most of the ownership is intact, and they won. You know, uh, I believe it was 0-7, like thirteen and eighteen. And you know, the Yankees, you growing up, they've they've got. They had like four in a row, and I think they won in 09, right? Yep. So, well, it was, uh, yeah, it was
1: four out of five. Four out of five. And right. then, yeah, 09.
0: I mean, you grew up with a winner on baseball. I grew up with a winner in baseball. We had the Patriots. You know, the Celtics won one and went to one and lost. Now they went to two and went lost.
1: To two? Yeah, I was going to say.
0: I don't know, man. Have we been spoiled? <laughs> I, and I do think it takes a toll. Everybody freaking out about Belichick. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Give the guy, I, I think he's earned. Give him this year. Let him go into the offseason. If next year he still can't figure it out, put a team together, that's where I think you call yeah. it. I think you yep. give Be- Belichick's earned one next more year. year. Yep. Greatest head coach of all time, in my opinion, probably still yes. Greatest GM of all time, absolutely not. <laughs> I think that's where we end this one, Duff. What do you think?
1: It's a lot of Boston talk, so hopefully we... <laughs> Sorry. Can, no, it's all good. Anything you want to wrap with? Hey, Patriots are up 22 to 10 right now. I think this is a good way to end it. They, hopefully missed, the we two, don't, they missed the two point, which makes hopefully me Hopefully we don't come back in uh, our next episode. <laughs> what the they've fuck? Lost, they've lost to the Bills.
0: <laughs> well, we shall see, because we should probably be recording that today. Who knows?
1: <laughs> Love you all. Thanks again for listening. Later.